Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Leave them wanting more, as they say. Who says that? Me old dad. The hero staged an attack against enemies lying in wait. You look down this long rectangular room and you see three cloud giants. Those dudes are big. And though they were able to dodge their mighty blows, miss. Yes! Yes! The bulwark against evil! (laughs) You shall break against me! (laughs) And I shall stand like waves against rocks! The Giants had other tricks up their sleeves. Here's the thing. A couple things are going to happen. Oh, no. And now they have the upper hand. But then all of a sudden, fog begins to fill up the hallway. And Sir Will disappears. Oh, God. The adventure continues now. is a mess. <laughs> it is a true disgusting place to be. And there's really no end in sight. A lamp sort of fell like two months ago. <laughs> and it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. It's just kind of leaning. Yeah. Like there was an earthquake. <laughs> Our TV that uh, I think has been, there's some video games that have been played on it. It's just covered with a tarp because the air conditioner occasionally leaks all over the wiring. <laughs> and rather than get that fixed, we just covered the TV with a tarp. We should be clear by occasionally leaks, you mean every time we turn it on? Every time we turn it on. Yes. yes. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, that, that's, that's not a tarp. It's, uh, that is a painter's cloth. Painter's cloth, yeah. Which, uh, you know what it doesn't stop? Water. Water. No. No. Not in the least. No. The soundboards that we, rather than hiring professionals uh, to hang, hung ourselves, occasionally just fall <laughs> and could yeah. actually kill someone or maim them. With no warning. They sometimes will just be sitting here and one will just fall to the ground. Boom! And so now there's just a pile of them all over the place. We're like, ah. <laughs> it's fine. There's also some, you know, just some plywood stacked up against the wall. Wood and pipes everywhere and sawdust. It from looks like taking the set apart. The building, it looks like the building itself is either under construction or about to be torn down. Yeah. <laughs> Chain link fence over there from the set. Just, it really looks like a war zone. Yeah. You all like it, I promise you. Yeah. It seems small, too, because it's so messy. Yeah. Small and <laughs> gross. Reminds me when uh, Ray is very excited to be showing the rest of the Ghostbusters the firehouse he just purchased. And uh, they turn to Egon and he says, I think this building should be condemned. <laughs> this is we should we stay here tonight. <laughs> you know, try it out. <laughs> I'm going to go get my stuff. The Loft where we recorded a couple episodes of, of Glass Cannon and Androids and Aliens, I think. I mean, it's you can't it's even walk up died. there. 
<laughs> Lurk died up there. Which it's time? It's rare. Uh, Skid, the last Skid time. almost murdered you, Troy. Yeah. That's true. That was an A&A app. Uh, <laughs> the little closet that I still bump my head on every time every time. time that'll be that's cause of death like uh head trauma from walking into the closet that'll be me <laughs> this place was gonna be so cool now it's just messy we had a, a nice beer tap system there and covid hit and we just let the beer get stale <laughs> it's just a mess she had a half full keg of beer in there for nine months bud light just got stale really starting this one off sad La Valley. <laughs> yeah. well i want them to know what it looks like because by the time glass cannon 2.0 comes around this place is gonna look great yeah it's gonna look fancy and nice and mm-hmm. clean matthew yeah don't th- don't in your efforts this is what happens though here we go in your efforts to clean you sometimes i find that you guys clean up the stuff that's legitimately needs to be cleaned and then you just get on a kick and just throw, start throwing out people's stuff my favorite thing in the world to do so just is don't touch any of my dice well, you better... Or, my, or this beautiful, uh, you know, replica of the Cthulian monster, Groth, that actually is a dice holder. Oh! That uh, a listener, uh, Shaw Shaw, made and gave us in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to do. The day before we do the big cleaning, you're going to get a warning. Come and take the stuff that you don't want thrown out and put it in your cubby. That sounds and like a very adult... And if it's not in the adult. cubby, it's getting thrown out, Matthew! Normally, you don't bother to extend that courtesy. <laughs> we just come in. I'm like, what happened to like half my dice? And they're like, oh, were they over at your station? And I'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're gone. <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I was in college, the RA, because we our dorm looked kind of the same as this office, strangely enough, at, at uh, certain points. And the RA came by. She left us a note. And she says, like, be sure to clean out, clean out your cubby holes. Or else such and such. But she spelled cubby holes with an H, so it was chubby holes. So I was clean like, everybody, everybody clean holes. out your chubby holes. <laughs> and uh, to this day, I can't hear a cubby hole without that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, fortunate mistake. Did she do it on purpose to insult no, you? No, no. No, she did not. No, she would say it was... Uh, she <laughs> Get was very, out your room, fattest! She, she was very embarrassed by her, by her error. I like this idea of the cubby, though. Yeah. yeah. Can we sure. get like yeah, I'll take, I'll take a lockers? Can we do like, like a rainbow lockers. sort of poster thing? Yeah. Oh, lockers. A row of lockers. Well, lockers would be fun. <laughs> this really is turning into the Ghostbusters firehouse. It is. <laughs> we need a pole to get down from the upper level. Yes. That'd be awesome. At least we have curtains now. That's fun. It's true. Um, expensive lights that we don't uh, use. Obscure our, our amazing view of the <laughs> Manhattan skyline. No. Oh, well. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Used to be so much hope here. There will be again. Yeah. There will be again one day. One day the hope shall return. Hey, let's revisit it. I think every once in a while we should talk about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's been a while since we've had sort of predictions. Uh how long until it's completely over, <laughs> Matthew? <laughs> I think we're just living with it at this point for the rest of of time you really think that i mean not the rest of time do you think like five years i i 10 years it is every i i i get uh you know sporadic bursts of hope where i'm like oh you know maybe you know we'll all come together and do what's right and uh i'll get vaccinated and you know act communally 
No. <laughs> and then I'm like, that would be silly. What did you like? Listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. And then I get sad again. Mm. See, damn it, Troy. Now I'm sad. <laughs> it's nerve wracking, man. It's a, it's just a horrible, horrible time to be alive. Well, I just want to get to a point where I don't have to worry about getting infected, infected while already being vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what's scary. Cause like, at least we could have a bunch of people in here to work on projects if they were all vaccinated. Right. Yeah. You Remember know what I mean? Whether you're vaccinated months. or not, it's like, if you're vaccinated, you don't want to get it, but you're still getting it. From those couple months before Delta, like between the, that period of time between oh. when we got vaccinated and Delta and we were like, oh. I went things to the, are looking up. I went to the Ozarks, jumped in a lake, <sighs> a bunch of people. I went to the supermarket without a mask. I got, I got a, really? Crazy yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> I went a couple times. Uh, well, I, like I always do, mask on. And then I noticed that people stopped wearing masks. And then CDC said, don't worry about it. They're like, hey, Troy. Like they were talking to you personally. Went in there. Lose the mask. Uh, <laughs> it was great. It felt normal again. <laughs> yeah. I got a haircut without a mask. And then two months later, I was putting toupee tape on the inside of my mask to ensure that it could stay on my face <laughs> the entire time as I got my haircut. <laughs> it was a big uh, sea change there for me. Oh, well, this, no, uh, this is, this is, it's really hit the office hard. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful in here. I don't even want to come. No, you don't. It's gross. <laughs> I enjoy spending time with you all. Yeah, no, I, I like spending time, yeah, time I like, with you guys. I like, I mean, but it, just think like how much it would buoy our spirits if we were to get this place like cleaned up and like looking respectable. It would just be such so just be really uplifting to come into that instead of what it is right now. I and I still like coming here because yeah. like I get to see you guys and play this game and everything, yeah. but it's like... And I like being on these microphones yeah. and not having yeah. to record myself yes. oh my and God. deal with all our individual tech idiosyncrasies and problems. Yep. Yeah. Well, this I mean, that's the best part of it. That's why we keep, we keep doing it. But uh, yeah, it would be nice. I said to Grant right before we started recording, I was like, I wish we could just had the money to get a design firm to come in here and be like, make this place look like uh, Google. Yeah. Make, <laughs> make this look like a Google right. mini kitchen. Right. right. But here's the source of your problem. <laughs> you, instead of just cleaning up, think this is so dirty. It really needs to get cleaned up. It really should look a lot better. It mm-hmm. should be really slick. There should be a fucking slide in here and it should have really sweet shit all over like Google. We just don't have the money to pay somebody to do that. And so you don't clean in the first place. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like you just don't do the you thing you up. can easily do to like make it fine. Not great, but fine. You're like hard pass. I flush the toilet. That's the extent <laughs> of the cleaning I do. In and place. I thank you for yes, doing that. I do. There's sometimes I don't want to. I still flush. Uh, occasionally I put a glass in the dishwasher. <laughs> You've never done that. I said occasionally. <laughs> I'll usually, when I get here first, which, which is, uh, that's what usually happens, is I will clean up some stuff, like just get cut up boxes and yeah. kind of tidy a little bit. But there's just so much that needs doing. That- well, we usually come in because we haven't been in a while and we get a lot of great uh, gifts mm-hmm. from listeners who yeah. are amazing. One of which uh, we've had for a while and I haven't uh, shouted out. I wanted to say thank you to Jay Knight. For the box of jerky, if you remember, oh, oh yes, the great yeah, yeah. box of jerky. Yeah, uh, thank you, Jay. It's yeah. Delicious. It's good. The first thing Grant did 
was took his entire share and hid it in a bag and was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> he counted every individual piece of jerky, of which there was over a hundred. Divided it by five. No, by four, because Matthew doesn't eat jerky. I was going to say, I yeah, never, yeah, yeah. I never saw this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sending your family members that eat meat still any of this jerky, Matthew. No. This is only for the people in this room. But no, yeah, he like, ran off like a raccoon stealing cat food. <laughs> Grant, why do you have 32 pieces of jerky? Yeah, because I came station? in and that's the first thing I saw. And it really looked like Grant went out and bought 30 <laughs> sticks of jerky for this episode. Because it was just like laying next to his computer. It lasted a long time, too. And he was like, no, we got to. Yeah, it was awesome. We've had some long, long days and just having a jerky to lay, lean back on when you're hungry oh, is a great I thing. A good jerky. Oh, my God. Do you remember? I'm looking at just shit that's laying around me. I've got this tiny little... I don't even know if it's a bookcase. I'm using it as a bookcase. It's got my old binder from when this. I used to run Giant Slayer out of a binder with paper. Book, de- definitely book one. Skircotless Tomb. I mean, I have the. It's, it's, this is all book four is in here. I, I mean, book four on wow. paper? What? I don't know. I think I just. I definitely did one, two, and three. You used to ask me to print the whole things at my, at my office. That's right. It's your office. <laughs> and you'd be like, don't. Read any of it. <laughs> You're like, all right, man, no problem. Skircotless Skir- Skir- Tomb map uh, right there. And then uh, some individual maps from uh, the, uh, you know, the area around Skircotless Camp. And then, of course, the uh, Welcome to Skirgard map. But this is the overhead view. Mm. Just a bunch of stuff in here. And the only page that's not from book four that I kept is the page from book one that lists all of the uh, people on the council at Trunau. Oh, nice. Wow. Just so I could remember what their names were. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. Just that is one thing I'm looking forward crazy. to is when we finish this, I'm going to read Giant Slayer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to crack book one and read <laughs> the Adventure fun, Summary. Yeah, the summary. I want to yeah. see what they say when Volsus got started. We yep. should have a book club. <laughs> the yes. four of us. You, you've read it already, Troy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we could, we could record it. We could release we should, it. We could, yeah. That release it on, be, on the Patreon. That would be a great idea. I think yeah. there are it's five... a million dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> there are like five different podcasts by former cast members of The Office breaking down every episode of The Office. So we could do that with a book club to Giant Slayer. It's true. It's true. Yeah, because, you know, you'll learn a lot, obviously, by the end. But the stuff you'll never learn unless Volstice is like, hold on, let me tell you about what happened when I was a teen. <laughs> you think and, we'll, and you, at that point, you won't be able to stop us. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, no, yeah. please. I want you to. Do you think we'll find anything in there and be like, wait a second, the way Troy handled this was total baloney and we'll be furious at you as we read it. Oh, there'll be some cri- If we go back and listen to old episodes and commentary on it, there will be cringeworthy rule stuff like, <laughs> oh, that is yeah. so obvious to us now. We're like, how did we not know that? I'm yeah. excited to read the stat blocks of the creatures in the Vault of Thorns. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, talk to Larry Wilhelm, not me. Oh, that would actually, that would be phenomenal if we had the stat block in front of us while Troy's like, that's a miss with a 23 and we see a 22 AC. We're like, you lying son of a bitch. I, I think I could go back one day, like when Archer's a little bit older and just run the vault of thorns for him as a mini dungeon. Mm. Uh, so he, you know, so that he can't sleep at night. And <laughs> so, that, so that he can know disappointment and, and sadness. <laughs> I mean, it's a great mini dungeon in and of itself. It'd probably take uh, yeah. If you replaced a few of the things like mm-hmm. the entire concept of a wigga, like she would kind of just need to be a little bit nicer. Mm. Uh, and if, yeah, because if you ran it the way it is, you could be like, and that son 
is why you never trust anyone. <laughs> uh, no, but like the lily pads. Leave a note. But like the lily pads and the giant plant that eats you. Yeah, like the there's a lot of stuff in there that could be like fairy tale eyes. You know? Oh yeah. sure. I mean, even having the the fake out of a wigga, you can have her. You know, pretend to be the the leader of the vault. Come with me. I will show you the way. It's been so long. I don't remember. Uh, and then you get to the end. You have that fight with the plants and the, the bramble bright, Bram- bramble blight, Awful. and then have Wigga <laughs> turn on them, and she's the real boss. Be fun. That, but, that would be uh, fun. It's an e- you know, be pretty easy to run in retrospect. I'm, I'm realizing the Vault of Thorns kind of runs uh, structurally similarly to a demented Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like, Wigga's is uh, Willy Wonka, and we're all the hapless children that won the awards, and we see this awful place, room by room. Who are our parents? Mm. 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 The, friends, mm. the friends we made along the way? Mm. I don't know. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> despite how dirty our office is, today's episode... Is the forecast calls for fog? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh my God, that we, is what you call an expert segue. We <laughs> call a segue from someone who's been doing the show <laughs> for six straight years. Six straight years. I just I didn't want to talk, talk about this anymore because I am determined to have this combat end this episode oh you can do it but i really am not interested in a two hour and 40 minute episode. it's not going to be a two hour and 40 minute there episode. was a w- one easy way to do that never cast fog cloud that's all they could do they're cloud giants <laughs> they use clouds that's the thing man it's a cloud tactic this blow clouds at you <laughs> stop being so judgy matthew just because they don't play like you right not everybody has maze <laughs> not everybody has fucking pit of what is it hungry pit yawning hungry pit. pit yeah hungry pit <laughs> yawning yes. pit he's just so tired of which you already know doesn't work on these guys so cut the shit with your pit let <laughs> 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 me tell you matthew of all people you're going to be in for a lot of rude surprises by the end of this book with your fucking one note tactics <laughs> Jesus, that's uh, he has more notes than that. We definitely have at least two. It's a whole unchained melody. <laughs> oh my! It's round something, and it's Baron's turn. <laughs> Look at my new cloud. I put in a, a temporary cloud last week, but I I, I had some time, and nice. so I put in a new cloud. Very cool. Wait, was it centered on Sir Will, or was it centered behind Sir Will? It's where it is. It's also way too small. It's way twenty small. feet. It's 20 feet in radius. It needs to be double this size. Oh, you're right. And that's why it... That's why it's going to last. Ruins the combat. (laughs) So wait. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh. I think that's still not big enough. 5, 10, 15. More. (laughs) More? It's supposed to be a circle. Yeah, it is supposed to be a circle. That's why, yeah, you know, the old stone with the aura thing works really well. Oh, that that thing, eh? Yeah. Well, that's good, because that way the uh, the Cloud Giant isn't in it, just Sir Will. Well, that's a... The Cloud Giant is in it. He is most certainly in it. He takes up all nine of those squares. Right. Well, the good thing is Sir Will is five feet away from him. Ten he's, feet away. No, he's five feet away. No, he's directly yeah. adjacent he's ma- to the yeah, Giant. Melee, he's in right. melee with it for him. Um, well, let's see what oh, you boy. guys do. Is a big old fog cloud. Here comes Mel to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you are in a weird mood today. <laughs> oh. We ate a lot of sushi before we started. We ate a lot of sushi. I got a sushi coming. 
Baron sees Sir Will disappear into this cloud and feels a sense of hopelessness again, as if he was watching Sir Will go down the road to go on his own personal journey when he ordered him away. But this time... It might be the last time you ever saw him. Yeah. Uh, and he just knows his capabilities, knows that he has nothing to deal with this right now. And he looks over his shoulder at Metra and says, Any ideas, Metra? And holds. Holds for Metra. Love it. Metra will look at her character sheet and see if she (laughs) has any ideas. (laughs) Nestor, still invisible, has not broken the invisibility but now sees a big old cloud and Sir Will get enveloped by it. What do you do, Nestor? He curses under his breath. This is the one thing, like, obscuring his vision is just, it really pisses him off yeah. because it's the one thing that he uh, can't really deal with. So uh, he says, he just kind of, like, creeps up and, uh, like, puts his forearm into, oh, no, you can see invisibility, right? I can see. Yeah, so he's, like, kind of waving. He's got his, like, long sight goggles on. And he says, uh, yeah, any all days, love. And he, and he holds also. And he also holds. Alrighty then. Uh, a lot of holding going on. When in doubt, hold. It is Metra's turn. Metra will hold. Metra will hold as well. Baron looked to Metra for advice. She held. She delays. She'll, she'll give advice, but she won't. And for the moment, she needs to delay. What advice do you give? Well, I'm delaying. Ah. I can't, I can't break the delay. Let's see what Sir Will does. Sir Will, you are in this cloud. Wait, I'm sorry. You're delaying as well? Yes. Okay. What are you thinking, Willie? Oh, shoot. It's my turn again in this cloud. All right. So this mist comes up around him. He is definitely a little freaked out by this. Um... Uh, knowing his companions cannot see them, he's going to try to draw them in and see if they'll come. Uh, okay. Let's see. You've got a, a, a 20% mischance if you did try to attack the giant because you're still uh, within striking range of it. Yeah. Um, Would I know if they're, uh, if they're evil? Uh, as a as a uh, you know cloud giants in general, I can't remember. Well, yeah, there's in general, and then there's these guys, so it's it's hard True. to tell. If I would say, if you roll uh, knowledge local, I can tell you. Uh, I don't have it. All right, I am going to say not here, not now. And he's going to uh, turn and move out of the fog cloud to where he can see his companions, uh, which will provoke. All right, so I will attempt to uh, hit you with my gargantuan morning star. Wait a minute. Wait just a damn minute. It's been a week. But you did not give him a cover bonus, correct? Correct. When I charged him. You decided to not give him the cover bonus? Yes, you sure you remember that correctly? Yes, yes, I do. You rolled a natural one anyway, but I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's Joe rolling. Um, <laughs> okay. But can I take that AOO where you have concealment? Yes, but you couldn't if I had two points of cover. No, that's right. the difference. So uh, I thought maybe I could sneak out of there without it, but now I do. I think I remember you saying, like, now, nah, you know what? Go ahead. You have it. You have full sight on him. So With your boosted AC, he misses. 
Oh, already in that attack. Yeah. Oh, great. Natural two. Nice. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So you pull right out of the fog to the upper northern edge. Yeah, uh, to the upper northern edge. And then you know what? I'm going to detect evil. Oh, really? Ah. So I will turn Lexington back around. And I mean, he's looking at this embankment of fog. He can't see (laughs) through. This thing could come through at any minute, swinging at him. And he's just like, huh? Uh, He's just sort of like staring through. But he's just like, let me just see if these creatures have been fully taken over to the dark side. And I'll cast Detect Evil. Uh, It's a 60-foot radius. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reach out with your feelings. Yes, which at this point would just give me the presence or absence of evil. Oh, you detect evil. Okay. All righty. Now we're cooking with Ah. evil. Okay. Uh, The cloud giant steps into the fog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And staying 10 feet away from you, but still within its reach. Let me just see if its reach is even longer than that. It should be 15. It is, so I'm going to stay even further away. Um, Be a 20% mischance, but I still had to move more than five feet, so... Uh, wait, maybe not. Maybe not. Because his sight isn't 15 feet, magically. His reach is 15, but yeah, concealment is... If I has to be adjacent. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, that's fine, then. I I will And I think, yeah, I think Sirwell was 20 feet away where you put him before, but... It's hard to tell without the squares. I just went to the edge of the fog. So he walks up to the edge of the fog, and now Sir Will would be like, He's here! Like, turning right around. <laughs> the entire wall in front of me! Because right. he basically is taking up the whole corridor. So they could just fire into that shit if they wanted. They could. It'll get a bonus to its AC, though, and it's a 50% mischance because they're farther than... 100%. But, it, but you know, it's... It's better than It's nothing. not shooting in the blank. Right. Uh, all right. He's got one, one shot against you here. I'll roll my D100 with the Morningstar attack. Another natural two. <laughs> and a, well, now it says 12. I think it's because I banked. And then a 54 on the concealment. So that would have been a real sweet fucking hit if I had rolled anything besides a two. Uh, all right, it's the other bloke's turn. He He's happy right where he is. Comes back to Baron. Baron, Sir Will yells out, it's a, but Met- Metro Act. Oh, Metro Act. <gasps> Metro. Uh, Metro will say, I do have an idea. Hang on. And she'll reach out, grab them both, and dimension Doris into next, right next to the body of the pig. Oh. Right next to the body of the pig. Oh, <laughs> Back in the orc room. And then I'll take a five-foot step, which I'm allowed to do, and open the door. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to open the door, because right when you dimension door there... Oh, shit. The other cloud giant had moved to that door and opened it on his turn. You told, he, told us that. And he's standing there right now. Oh, <laughs> God! So you dimension door directly <laughs> next to him. Oh, dear God. I didn't move him on the map because I didn't want you to know! Uh... Yeah, and it's so funny because I did tell you last week that that was his plan, and uh, that was what he was doing. So he was going to come around, and now Baron oh. is directly oh, no. next to it. However, that's what he did this round, so it comes back to Baron's turn. However, Baron is right next to this guy. Hold on, a quick update for the, <laughs> for the listeners. <laughs> Sir Will is one-on-one with a cloud giant. Baron is fighting a cloud giant 125 feet away, <laughs> two rooms away. Uh, they've now jumped with Nestor and Metro right behind them, and then there's a giant in the middle of all of this just standing there. 
This is actually crazy, and I'm not uh, uh, trying to pull any funny business on you. That's exactly what he did. He went to that door, and with his second move action, he opened it, and you dimension door exactly right next to him. Uh, so this is crazy. With the body of the uh, Yapotriel right next to Nestor. Uh, stinking carcass. Stinking carcass. <laughs> flies buzzing about. Baron, it's your turn, and you're right next to this thing that has 15 feet of range! Uh, actually, I'm going to take my turn first. Oh! Oh! Okay. oh. So, Nestor is that. There you are, my beauty. And he's like, takes a five foot step back, but beautiful. Put him out of his range there. Okay. And uh, he is going to unleash a full hasted attack. <laughs> with sneak on, attack. With the sneak attack on the first. Multi shot. Multi shot on the first multi shot. Uh, first attack, Natty 17. Oh, 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 you done, Natty kid. 17. Uh, and that first shot is 75 points of damage. <laughs> With the sneak attack damage? With the sneak. Okay. okay. 75 on the first. Okay. I also, uh, I should, I would get a move action. I will take it. If I'm seeing him there, I would take a five foot step back as well. Okay. Did you so. tap Baron on the back and say good luck? Good luck. <laughs> We're all counting on you. We're all counting on you. Okay, and boom, like Nestor appears, the invisibility is dissipated, uh, second attack is a 34. Oh yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, 23 points of damage. Okay. Uh, third attack uh, is a 39. 39 <laughs> is a hit as well. Uh, 31 more points of damage. 31 more points of damage. Okay. All right. Fourth attack uh, is a 33. That is a hit as well. 27 more points of damage. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Final attack. Finish him. Oh, Natty 18. Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. And uh, 32 more points of damage. At 28 hit points. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Even if, if Baron, if you took that shot, I mean, he's going to get one good hit off with a very high to hit. Um, even your AC boosted, that would have, you know, just depleted some resources. But Nestor, five foot step back and hits on every single arrow. <laughs> Full on Legolas. This guy thinks, this guy thinks he was being all, all strategic. He yeah. goes around the other way, all of a sudden, three. I mean, demigods. <laughs> Three demigods appear, appear on the other him, side of the and door. He gets shot with 15 arrows. <laughs> but now the party has been split, and there's another room at play. And it's Baron's turn. Baron, I'll show you a little bit more of this room. It looks similar uh, to that room that uh, you got a little peek into. You see uh, the hall stretches the same width as the room uh, that you just came from. Um, But there's a set of double doors in the back of the room. Mm. Um, Unlike the previous room that had iconography and images of uh, sunrises everywhere, this one is covered in uh, images of sunsets. Sunrise! (laughs) Sunset. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again for... for, uh, feeding that. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Uh, Biren uh, takes in the sunset, but he'd also like to take in a closer look around the room for anything in hiding or traps or just perils that he might run into as he is about to enter said room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he will roll a 31. 31. Uh, 
You don't see anything from that vantage point. Okay, Baron, will hear anything from that vantage point? You don't hear anything from that vantage point either. Uh, the only uh, parts of the room that you can't see are those to the uh, east. All right, uh... Varen moves down the hallway and sees one of the giants still in the other room, 80 feet away from him, which is one range increment outside of his first with long shot applied. He will spend a point of grit to still resolve against touch AC. And as you enter the room, you see the room stretches. Uh, there's a little L shape stretches to the east and ends in a huge set of double doors. Mm. But there are no other visible enemies in this room, just images of sunsets. Gotcha. Uh, so try to do Sunset another perception. Apart. <laughs> <laughs> try to do another perception now that I can see that part of it. See if anything unusual is there. Sure. Okay, that will be a natural twenty. For- <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Wasted it. Wasted the attack uh, for a forty-four. Uh, you look around the room real quick for any enemies. You don't see any enemies, but however, you do see in the middle of the wall to the north the outline of what looks like a secret door. Yes! Oh, oh, nice. I love how you take that in during this intense combat. He's like, I'll deal with that later. Noted. Add it to the list. (laughs) Then fire starts firing. Metro, tell my secretary. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so 75 feet away, you've got a perfect shot against this one that has yet to do anything. So this is an application of uh, Deadeye. Uh, spending a grit point and will still be a minus two to this shot, but we'll still be resolving against touch AC. You know, the worst thing that could happen is a misfire, but let's hope that doesn't. Here it comes. Yes, let's hope. Misfire. No, oh, no. Oh. Three. Oh, oh damn it, no. Oh, no. That's amazing. Oh. You two spent too much time staring at that secret door. All right, so I'm going to, uh, as we've established, that was a f- well, it's my only shot. Oh, I already used my move action, so I can't do anything this turn. I moved up here, so that's my turn. Ugh. Yowza. Ouch. Welp, uh, it would have been that Cloud Giant's turn that you just killed, and he could have unleashed a nice, sweet, triple attack at you. But instead, it is Sir Will's turn. Uh, Sir Will wants to get past this giant, uh, and he sees no way past. Uh, he's taking up the whole hallway. It's like just it's surrounded by fog. It looks like there's no way through. It's got to be so ominous, like it's just a cloud, and you yeah. see this the silhouette foot of a seventeen foot shadow of a <laughs> and a, yeah, and a shadow of a gargantuan <laughs> morning star just like coming out of it. Um, so yeah, he's just like. Lexington, a little more distance would serve us well. And uh, he's going to, once again, he turns him and he strikes uh, Lexington forward. uh, Not to give Lexington pain, but in their their knowing and loving way. And uh, he moves (laughs) away from the giant. Moves away. He's going to move, yeah. uh, uh, Yeah, not the full complement of his movement, but, well... Yeah, he'll move the full complement of his movement. Why not? He moves 70 feet back into the room. I think, remember your haste. Uh, As is Lexington. He runs all the way to the other room. Um, Yeah, Sir Will is going to... Yes. Yeah, he'll turn the corner. So back into the room with the orcs. (laughs) He goes around the corner and looks and he sees Nestor just like unleashing arrows uh, and Baron is like seems to have gone deeper in and he's and he just sort of halts there question does that provoke because you pulled away yes. okay Let's see uh, all right good roll good roll 
That is a uh, 43 to hit. Oh, that hits. Oh. <laughs> Sadly, it's a 42 on the concealed. Yeah! Oh, wait, oh. yeah. It's 25% it's 20. right next to me. Oh. That's right, so that is a hit. Ooh. Here we go. Oh. Oh, that's really good. Uh, Actually, did you full withdraw? Uh, it I matters. Mean, sure. Yeah. Because if he full withdraw, the first square is free. He does not provoke in that uh, square. Yeah, but the other... Oh, he wouldn't be able to see me. Yeah, so, so I full withdraw. I didn't did take an action. Withdraw? He took... He, he did a, I didn't take an action. I just didn't say it because he. I knew he could hit me at m- right, multiple right, right, ranges. Right. But with the concealment, he actually can. Yeah. That would be... F- yeah, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> you should all feel very gross about that gamesmanship. Uh, but yeah, that uh, is we didn't put the fog. Now that right. you, you put that the fog there. The, yeah. uh, all right, all right, gross. Um, but it's not like I took an action that I took back. No, I right. know, I know, right. I know. Uh, it's fine. Uh, he is going to go, uh, and he. Hmm. So this is interesting. If I were to charge right now, you're not. You would be at the end of my striking distance at a charge, but it's I'm still moving in a straight line. Do you know what I mean? But you're attacking to the but I'm right attacking angle. at a right angle. Like is that? I don't see. Yeah, it's up to you. I don't mind. Yeah. Well, the first one is going to charge at Baron and do that. Uh, he is 75 Ooh. feet away. These things move uh, 50 feet, uh, so he can move up to 100 feet on this charge to take one shot on Baron. And uh, you know what? The other one's going to do the same exact thing, R- just rush up to the uh, edge of the door uh, and take a shot at Sir Will. So How far can they move in a charge? 100, 100 feet. feet. Up wow. Up twice your speed. <laughs> yeah, these guys are fleet of foot. But both of them take a minus two to their AC. This is just true. remember that. Um, this is true. So unless Baron misfires again, he'll still hit on a natural two. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. Nestor, you know, you never know. Uh, I'll resolve against Baron first. One attack, uh, bonus to hit, um, but yeah, the AC does go down, and I'll put on power attack for both of these uh, attacks. One against Sir Will, one against Baron. First one against Baron. Oh, I don't need that concealment die anymore. Come on, baby! Oh, all right. This is going to be a real pickle buster. 33 to hit. Miss. Oh, ho, ho. That's power attack for you. Oh. Uh, I got, and that was with the charging bonus? That's with the charging bonus. Yeah, I got greedy and didn't roll well. Next one is on Sir Will. I'm going to keep power attack on. I think I got Sir Will with a 50-something. Yes. Uh, all right. So this is with power attack. So this might do a little bit of damage, which, if you're following along at home, would be the only damage the heroes have taken in this combat thus far. 10, 11, 15. 51 points of damage. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Ooh. And they hit hard. Damn. Oh. Hit hard. And they crit on a 19 to 20, which with power attack would be quite a lot of dice. Mm. Uh, 18 to 20? 19 to 20. Oh, 19. Uh, with power attack, that would be 8d6 plus 72 <laughs> on a crit. <laughs> a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Uh, All right, so one is up in Sir Will's face, one is directly next to Baron, and one is dead. (laughs) It is Metra's turn. Thanks to Nesta! Okay. Um, Well, you got a straight shot right now. Uh, I do, yeah. Okay, so uh, Metra is going to reach over and cast Invisibility on Nestor. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Invisibility, that might be all it takes, unless Nestor's due for that natural one. That's true. Let's find out. It is Nestor's turn. You have been teasing around that natty one. 
okay. I'll, take a, I'll take a five foot step back to stand next to Nestor. Yes. Okay. The, the the this cloud giant obviously didn't know uh, that you had enemies right there because it couldn't see Nestor light that guy up. So it heedlessly ran towards the gunslinger and now left himself and wide open. Sees the uh, the arrow peppered body of his companion lying dead next to the doorway. What have I done? Where could that have come from? There's no telling. But Nestor takes a five foot diagonal step to get in front of Metric, get a little bit clearer shot at this guy, and unleashes another full hasted attack on this dude. First attack, multi shots, mini shots with the sneak. Uh, oh, uh, that is a 32. 32. And don't forget, he has an AC penalty right? from oh. the charge. But that is still a hit. Okay, 72 points of damage. Jeez. <laughs> <on the> first <laughs> attack. It's got to be a nat one. Got to be a nat one. <laughs> Second is also a hit uh, for 28 points of damage. Okay. Third attack uh, is a hit. Uh, 33 more damage. Ooh, Larry Bird. Fourth attack. Uh, ooh, uh, 28. 28 hits. Oh, yes! Oh, my goodness! 30 dip damage. Okay. Final attack. Uh, oh, 22. 22 is a miss. Uh, but he, just like his friend, lit up with arrows. However, he stands. And now it is Baron's turn standing directly next to this behemoth. Baron smiles at this cloud giant, looking up, craning his neck as hard as he can looking at the arrows dive into his skin and says you've made an awful mistake friend (laughs) swift action burst of speed with haste can move 70 feet backwards into the room backing up sir will no attacks of opportunity that is a single move plus a swift and after he is done he will use a standard action to clear the misfire broken condition from his gun <laughs> wow. wow so now that Phenomenal. doesn't is that a full withdraw nope it is a swift action spell called burst of speed and it doesn't provoke burst of speed gives you a 20 foot bonus to speed 10 feet in my case which mm-hmm. brings you up to 70 with haste your movement does not provoke attacks of opportunity and you can move through the space of creatures that are larger than you are there the it is spell however would so you have to roll the cast defense. No. It's a swift action. Swift spells. Swift spells don't provoke? No. Interesting. You sure about that? Yes. Grant looked it up before. He was yes. pretty yes. adamant about it. If they do not provoke. Swift spells don't provoke. <laughs> that sounds like an actor's vocal warm-up. Swift, swift spells, spells, spells don't, don't provoke. Don't provoke. Casting a spell with the cast time of one swift action doesn't provoke an attack. You bad! You bad! Uh, where did you get that? Got it on the Paizo boards, but they linked to a site. Linked to a. Uh, uh, they linked to the D and D Fifth Edition Core Rulebook. <laughs> yes, because lots of D and D Fifth Edition players uh, habitually uh, stalk the Paizo boards for uh, for info. Oh look! However, his source is a page not found. <laughs> His source is a page not found. Troy's no. removed the evidence no, no. <laughs> that quickly. Oh, Troy's deleting the internet. 
Damn, I'm fast. Here you go. Pathfinder Core Rulebook, page 188. Casting a spell as a swift action does not incur an attack of opportunity. Boom. Boom. Done. There Let's move on. It is. See, it's good when you have, Anybody have a core rulebook around the verbiage to back it up <laughs> and not just the confidence of the speech. Grant. It'll say, well, I've looked this up and gone through it many, many times, <laughs> and uh, I remembered it not happening, and I can't help it. If also, just from a, uh, just a rational standpoint, what on earth is the point of that spell? There's no point. To the <laughs> if if, it, if the, the action of the spell provokes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, it's very true. You can cast defensively, and most casters <laughs> can cast defensively pretty easily. Okay, man. Well, also, it's that you can move through a creature's space. So if you could cast it and, like, run through it to the other side, then it's cool. But, yeah. Um, I could have done that, but Sir Will was already on the back end. I may have got inside the room back where he was if um, he hadn't moved, but right. I, heard him, I heard him charge away on Sir Will I put on an, Lexington. I put an S on the board to denote where that secret door is. Um, yes, thank you. It is Sir Will's turn. Sir Will, you are right next to this guy, and you are hasted. No more fog to obscure you. Yeah, this is uh, a very interesting situation. Very interesting situation. Uh, yeah, he sees Baron come back into the room. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, once again, he will draw this creature deeper in. Not quite yet, Sir Giant. We'll fight in here. And he is going to race into the room uh, a little bit. Uh, about 45, 50 feet. 45, 50 feet. And turn around and just sort of face this dude down. Um, That'll provoke again, yeah? This is what you did last round. Correct. And that will provoke again. Yes. I think that's a big old miss with a third... Yeah, because I saw a power attack on, so he missed. Beautiful. 27 to hit. Nice. Uh, Terrific. Um, Do you want to do anything else? Can you do anything else? Yeah, I still have a standard, but like, I just... uh, my plan is for next round. Do your worst. Okay. It is just going to do the same exact thing. I'm going to leave power attack on, see if I can uh, do anything with it. Uh, I got one hit here. Come on. I'm due for that critical threat. Natural three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. Rushes right at him and uh, nothing. Now it is the other remaining Clouds Giants' turn. Got to zoom in here. Who's up front? Oh, it's Nestor. Yeah. All right, so he is going to rush right up and take one shot on Nestor. And I'll leave Power Attack on. Here we go. Okay, that is a thirty-eight to uh, hit. Yeah, it's a hit. All right, it's going to deal deal some significant damage here. Uh, six. 47 points of damage on that one hit. That's no good. It's no good. The good news is, now it's Metra's turn who's standing directly next to this giant. It's true. Metra's going to roll to cast defensively. I automatically get it, but let's see what happens. I get it. uh, And she's going to point her finger and just kind of lob. Tiny pebble-sized orangey (laughs) orb over his head. And it will explode in the other room, and that's a fireball. Uh, please roll a reflex save. So you threw it over his head? For flavor's sake. For flavor's sake. Okay. Can you do that? Can you throw it through that space? Because he's using every bit of that space. His head's on the ceiling? His head's on the ceiling. All right. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I've never seen it used this way. I don't know. 
Does it say in the spell description that it has an arc? That you can shoot no, it like he, a basketball? Yeah, I would never say that. I, I, yes, no, you can't, like, <laughs> you, can't arc, you can't arc it, but he could shoot it at an angle up towards over the giant's head and into the room. Yeah, yeah. You point your finger and determine the it range, does. distance, and height at which the fireball is to burst. All right. Well, you, I mean, it does. if it hits a solid object, it does detonate. So if you're saying this giant takes up every bit. You're saying this giant is the equivalent of me on a regional aircraft <laughs> trying to stand up and put my bag in? Um, no, I think you're fine. I just want to see if his head does touch the ceiling then it would detonate on him, but then you wouldn't throw it. So how, just, how tall are they again? Let's refresh our memory. 17 feet? I kind of made that up, but... Oh. <laughs> no, I think they're taller than that. I think they're, they're taller. They are. Like 20-something feet. Uh, or if, you, if you're going to allow it, then I just need a reflex. Here. 18 feet tall, hmm. weighing around 5,000 pounds. Jesus but some, Christ. Some are up to 20, 21 feet tall. Wow. We, we fight giants so so often. We I don't know if we think enough about. No, that. we don't I appreciate how huge they are. I mean, technically, I can't arc it. So I, I was like, I was going to shoot above his head and detonate at the ceil- at this level of the ceiling in the other room. But if you're saying I can't do that, I can cast a different spell. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm just checking for uh, posterity's sake. You, uh, even the, if it like hits my area, I think I'd be fine with my evasion if you wanted to. Oh, it's, you do have yeah. the height of the ceiling. The height right. of the ceiling is fifteen feet, so but I think you could easily arc over it. Yeah, fifteen feet. What? 50. What? Oh, 50. oh, 50. Yeah, just <laughs> I was like this poor giant blown <laughs> up over his head. Roll replay. Are, are you, if you will? Are you? The other question I have for these giants—they have reach with their weapon, right? Yes. So can they not attack immediately five feet in front of them? Should that giant technically be five feet away from Nestor? No, they no. can attack immediately in front of them. As it well? is not a reach weapon. Got it. Yeah, a reach weapon is different. Uh, just a mace. Got it. Mm-hmm. But it's oversized, right? It's just a giant mace. Gargantuan, yeah. Yes, but it's not a reach weapon, so they can hit right in front of them. Got it. And no. it's because their natural reach is 15. That's why. Yeah, Got they it. can attack 5, 10, or 15. If they had a spear, it would be 20 feet away, and they couldn't hit right in front of them. Or Got it. 25 feet, maybe. Natural 20 on the reflex save. There okay. it is. I knew right. it was coming. I've been using this old, our original set of... Uh, glass cannon dice because that's the only dice I have here now I brought everything else on the road with us uh, it was due it was due finally a nat 20 okay so you take 19 points of fire damage 19 points of fire damage and he is in very very rough shape wish he had failed that yeah he'd, be, he'd <laughs> probably be dead yeah probably would be okay uh, I will move then I'll take a five foot step take a five foot step so as not to provoke it is Nestor's turn Nestor can probably kill this thing but uh, that first at least that first shot is going to provoke what are you thinking just took 47 yeah this could really I could I could finish it off but it might also if if you provoke and I crit that could be 100 points of damage on, yeah, a, bat, that could, on a normal that could, roll. That could kill me. So, I almost... Yeah, just wish I had... wish I had better melee options. I would just, like, drop the bow and stab him, but... I mean, if you have a dagger, this still might be enough to, to kill him. It might, but I just don't get... I don't get any of my bonuses and mm. get, like... A, well, except for the studied target, but... Um, yeah. You see Sir Will, Sir Will battling one and his shield up. Top part of the room just... Yeah, actually, this sucks because, like, I can't even full withdraw. No. Because I would still incur, so I might as well just shoot. 
But hold uh, on, but each shot provokes. So but I'll finish him on the first one. If he has combat reflexes. I'll finish him on the first one. That is correct. If you yeah. survive the first shot, I th- don't roll a natural one. My, my, I think by my calculations, he's at, he's definitely under like 20 points. Maybe even under 15. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'll... I'll uh, so um, are you, unless I roll natural one, I will finish him on this first shot. Are you to okay? You're not taking any kind of penalty to hit for multi shot, right? It's not like a no. Like okay, no. I mean, what are the odds I roll another natural twenty here on the attack of opportunity? I just rolled one. <laughs> You're the gonna, worst. Probably not gonna roll another. Crit, critical threat on natty nineteen though. <laughs> natural one. <gasps> natty seventeen. Oh, oh my! <sighs> wow. All right, and a uh, natural one on the confirm. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's the worst possible result. <laughs> I can't believe, Troy, you said you'd kill someone. Another 47 points of damage. Ooh, okay. That's uh, all told 94 points of damage in the last six seconds. But a natural one, if it's like broken weapon, I mean... Gulp. Permanently lose weapon. And then you don't know, does he have combat reflexes? Is he going to take another one? Well, I can't wait to hear what this fumble is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure who's ever fumbled. I wonder who's responsible. Like... I wonder who uh, the author oh, is. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry, David. Hi, David. From hey. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, home of my beloved uh, Saskatchewan <laughs> Rough Riders. Let's go, Rough Riders. I'm sorry, David. This one is called... This one is called The Last Stand of Leonidas. Oh, no. It's range, right? In your desperation to strike down your foe, you overextend yourself and only manage to graze them. Uh, oh, that's not so bad. You only manage to graze them. Target takes one damage. One One damage. damage and loses all facial jewelry. And you are <laughs> flat-footed for 1d4 rounds. Oh, okay. I mean, they were going to hit him anyway. Yeah. Okay. yeah flat-footed for four rounds. Okay. If the fight lasts that long. There is one more combatant, though, up there, which would... Uh, Who hasn't been touched. Has, uh, not been touched, yes. Uh, what do you want to do, Nestor? You've taken one attack. Um, I'll try again. But, right. And I should say that Baron is five feet away out of range. He would normally take his target of opportunity to take a free shot if uh, Nestor would hit, but he's just five feet out of the range. Just five feet out of range. Uh, that is a 40 to hit. It's a 40 to hit, and he does not have combat reflexes. Oh, thank okay. God, man. Ooh. That was a huge gamble, Skid. I know. I, th- you know, it's either just stop and like let him, you know. You know the funniest thing? Before that fumble, he had two hit points left. So the fumble, oh. the fumble brought him down to one hit oh, point. Amazing. And oh. then you absolutely obliterate him. Okay. <laughs> that is, cool. just, I can't believe it's at one hit point of damage. When do you ever see I, that? Yeah, I, I know, that's so, so crazy. Uh, to myself, Could you imagine if he had been at one hit point and <laughs> yeah. raised and killed him? Yeah. <laughs> Put that other guy back. Uh, amazing. All right, Nestor, you still have some attacks left and there is an enemy there. Yeah. In the distance. That was my second attack. Okay, so, yeah, that I have five in the room. Man. You are Probably 105 or 100, Perfect. 100 feet away. Perfect. All right. Uh, let's bring this up. I'm going to, it's like, foom, uh, to attack, like, foom, foom, turns around. It's just like, you don't have the hooker either. Don't think I've forgotten. Uh, 38. 38 to hit. All right. 28 damage. 
28 damage. Okay. All right. Fourth attack. Uh, natural 19. Japers. Natural 19. Uh, 28 more damage. Okay. Final attack. Miss. Final attack. Miss. Good round for Nestor. What could have been a real bad situation. Goes back to the top of new round. It's Baron's turn. Baron is going to uh, do a quick little fist pump seeing that giant fall and Nestor survive. He's happy seeing Nestor survive, which is kind of a new emotion for him. He's feeling kind of empathy for him. And uh, Baron moves underneath the giant table where all the orcs were situated, eating and enjoying a merry old time before Metra fried them all to death. I don't want to bust your nut, but you can't go under the table. You can use an acrobatics check to jump over it, thereby slowing down your speed. Sure, I have 60 feet of speed, so I'll do the acrobatics check. Baron will... Even at four feet tall, I can't walk under a giant table? It's not a giant table. It's, it's, a, tented. it's the one the orcs were... Uh, it's like a out. tent. Okay. Uh, that is a 33 acrobatics check. Boom, you backflip over it and land And softly. drop your gun. Oh, oh shit. Oh, damn it. Is that a 34, you hold on to your gun. Wow. Is uh, that on the back of your uh, uh, GM screen? It, That's it amazing. Is. I added it, but it's there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I added it, but it's there. Want to throw some hatchets at him? Is that there? the is that the magic <laughs> is that the magic marker scroll that looks like it's written by a total psychopath? You know, oddly enough, it is. Do you want to okay. throw that dwarven war axe that's been on your back since true now? <laughs> All of the E's are backwards. <laughs> it's actually just newspaper clippings of each letter. <laughs> that is a twenty-four to hit. It's like a ransom note. Twenty-four against regular or touch. Regular AC or touch AC. I'm sorry. Okay, against touch. Yeah. That is a hit. Excellent. Uh, nice. Five, five, seven. Uh, that is going to be thirty-seven points of damage. Thirty-seven points of damage from the bear. Bear. I'm sorry. Thirty-nine points of damage. Thirty-nine points of damage from the bear. Bear, Sir Will. It's your turn. You saw. You hear the the familiar sound of gunshots ring out. Bang! Bang! The gunshots are hitting him. Arrows are hitting him. Lexington is kind of like rearing up a little bit at the sound of the gunshots, as usual. Calm, but excited uh, to know that we now have our backup here. Uh, he raises his lance up in the air as Lexington comes up onto his hind legs and just looks up into the reaches of this giant some 18 feet in the air. And it's just like, do you see, giant? You see what evil has brought you? Only death. Surrender now. And perhaps we let you live. And he's going, and he gets his shield up in front of his face. uh, And we'll do total defense. Total defense. Nice. Nice. Tanking it up. Right? It is the giant's turn. And the giant will take a five-foot step back and toss obscuring mist between Sir Will and Baron. Actually, let me see here. Is this the one that used obscuring mist? No, it was no. the one that died. Yeah. The one in so the this middle. is not obscuring mist. It's a fog cloud uh, that he'll put right between... Actually, he'll put right on Baron. <laughs> um, that, does, and, that does make a difference. That it's obscuring mist versus fog cloud. Sure yeah, it does. Fog cloud. Um 
He puts it on, uh, yeah, just... Uh, he couldn't even do that with obscuring this. Making a, uh, a bit of a wall here so that neither Nestor or Baron will be able to fire ranged. It's just a big <laughs> bank of uh, clouds in there. And that's what he's going to do for his turn. Meaning it's now Metra's turn. Uh, okay. Um, Metra is going to take a five-foot step, grab Nestor's arm... <laughs> And Dimension Doris onto the table. <laughs> to get You're so dead. To get Bamf. <laughs> We're just standing at the table like the dead scorched orcs are laying down in their plates right in front of us. <laughs> yeah. And we just appear right there. We appear in their, in standing, their desserts, dessert course. Standing in their consommes. It's very rude. Uh, you, have, you have the higher ground. Uh, all right, so you dimension door to the top of the table. Does he have a direct line from there? Yeah, he so, sure yeah. does. Uh, let me see where that fog is. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's perfect for Nestor. Oh, just, excellent. Just out of excellent. the range. Uh Great. Well, it is Nestor's turn. Yeah. Nestor. It's, dude, it's a little mildly disoriented by the uh, journey, but he's uh, getting used to it. And he just like, boom, pulls two arrows out of his quiver, his, his many arrowed quiver, his magic quiver. First attack. Uh, that is a 34 to hit. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, 45 damage. Okay. All right. Second attack. Uh, that is a 32 to hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 28 damage. Okay. Third attack. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, that is a 29 to hit. 29 hits. Oh, oh. yes. It's another 28 damage. Dead. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> oh. I told you uh, last You were right. right. You, you were right. right. I was wrong. It was actually... A pretty interesting combat. Yeah, you, yeah. you made us work for that, LaValley. I yeah. did make it work for it. You know, because you saw how dangerous it could get. A lot of times, and I said this, was that last week or early this week? It's like, just make it go two rounds and bad shit can happen. And that one went, I think, four rounds or we're in the fourth. I mean, that Nestor was a crit away and you still weren't sure about its combat reflex situation. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. I could get real hairy. If he had combat reflexes, that is scary. Yeah. yeah. It's game. I also game. I could have gotten a way worse fumble. Yeah, than I did. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, David. Go Rough Riders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there are fumbles in there. Is like take whatever damage you just took if you provoked attack. Of right, exactly. It's like yeah, do many shot to yourself to your own eyeballs. Really interesting though too that it went back into a previous room and also like opened up a new room that could have easily had another enemy in there. I mean. Really cool. Uh, and Baron was able to find a secret door throughout this. So now, backing out, you got some options here. Obviously, there's that staircase you uncovered uh, last week when you left the room with the orcs. But right now, you're trying to focus on one level at a time, wiping out each threat on each level. So, standing where you are now, they are, are the double doors leading out to the, the main entrance and then back to the battlements that Metra only spent time on the ethereal plane looking at. Now, you know that there's probably no enemies out there. At least there weren't when you walked on the ethereal plane. But there might be information. There might be hidden stuff that she didn't see. Might be worth uh, taking a peek. And also, Metro, you would know that uh, in that area just outside of the barred door, there is a set of double doors to the south. 
from there as well. So that's just something to think about. Then back in the original room where the fog cloud was issued, there's a door leading to the south. There was also a door leading to the east, which you now know leads to this uh, Hall of Sunset as opposed to the Hall of Sunrise. That room has a set of double doors leading to the south and then a set of double doors leading to the east. So you've got one, two, three, four sets of doors leading places you don't know, and then one set of double doors leading back to the main entrance and the battlements. And a secret door. And a secret door. A good secret door. I feel compelled to mention now as we decide our next course of action, because I didn't want to say it in the moment because it was such a cool image of Sir Will hearing the gunshot and feeling the backup behind him. Those were silent gunshots. So just I knew uh, it when I said it, but it was a lot cooler. It was much cooler, but I just want <laughs> I just want to say in case now you're like, oh, someone heard the gunshots. So if they heard the fireball or something else, that's fine. But right he after he could I, still hear the snap of the bullet going by his ear. That's that's the, that crack. Or like the pop as it like breaks through the skin of this giant. It's yeah. just like that makes a sound. Yeah, I knew it right when after I said it, but then I thought maybe Superville could just sense it. Very cool. Sense the sound. Can we see what's on these giants? Do they have anything cool? Yeah. Um, so there's three of them. Uh, obviously, they're huge, so their plus three chain shirts won't do you any good unless you want to take a few days to resize them. Um, they each have potions of cure serious wounds. Ooh, oh, sweet. Ooh. Excellent. Um, so now we had four between that and the last combat. Yeah, let's all take one. They each have these things known as boulder bags on them. Uh, they're basically... At any point, as a swift action, a large or larger creature wearing the boulder bag can reach into the bag and pull out a rock, two size categories smaller than itself, that you can then use to throw. So it's kind of like a a limitless bag of of rocks to throw. Uh, And then they're all wearing, well, they have, uh, like I said, gargantuan morning stars. They all are wearing these caps, which I will have you roll on. Mm, All right. Spellcraft. I'm gonna roll my new uh, it's been my new set of Norse foundry dice that I got in uh, Indianapolis. Very cool. Can I roll oh, to nice. aid you? Sure. Yeah. You, what's your bonus, to Spellcraft? Only plus ten. I wonder oh. if they're capo deposits. I aid you. Well, we'll find out with Spellcraft. Roll. <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, Natty fifteen, so twenty-seven. They're called Cap of the Free Thinker. Once per, this soft cap helps the wearer free herself from outside influences. Once per day, when the wearer fails a saving throw against a mind-affecting effect, she can re-roll to save and take the second result. Oh, Whoa, that's great. So, and they're wondrous items, so they will resize nice. if you were to wear them. I don't know if anybody has head slots. I've got a headband on. Yeah, it's a cool headband. What do they do one more time? Uh, you can re-roll a failed save against a mind-affecting effect once per day. Ah. One yeah, thing I was thinking goggles. about. Yep. Yeah. Well, then eye slot. That should be separate, though. There should You should, like, because I'm wearing glasses doesn't mean I can't wear a hat. A hair slot? No, it's, a, it's an eye slot. Oh. Yeah, okay. goggles are an eye slot. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, ha- I do have a headband on. Oh, then I'll take it. Okay, great. That might come in handy. The last thing you want is uh, Nestor to get dominated. Um, Does it look cool? Uh, it looks like a yarmulke. Great. Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, Nestor has no hair, so... Nestor converts. It's a yarmulke with a Yankees insignia on it. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Wear it. <laughs> uh, one thing I was thinking about, it, this is totally unrelated, uh, but uh, last week, 
like uh, when you guys came to the door and uh, you had just done it seconds earlier and I just was like, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. But Sir Will had rolled a perception check, I think, and failed it. And then you were like, why don't you check it? Uh, we really shouldn't do I never that. said that. But, uh, not you didn't say that, but you were like, somebody said, why don't I you did. check? Yeah, but then somebody else said at the time before, we really shouldn't do that because Sir Will checked and failed. So it's like you should either aid on that check and see what you get or play the play the fiction of like, but Sounds path, clear to me. But perception is passive a lot of yeah. the time, right? Like if you walk yeah. down the window, not like, oh, I I can't hear anything because I didn't roll perception. I'm like, delegating all my senses to my friend for the moment. <laughs> he rolled first. I agree yeah. with that on like chess, like skill-based rolls and things like that, but not on perception. Yeah, it's it's tricky because it's like you wouldn't, you should just do it instead and, of waiting uh, to see if he fails because you don't know if he fails. And he how, listened. You're like, oh, his ear wasn't close enough how to many battle, Let me try. How many battles have you said were only these people get to act in a surprise round because only they pass their perception checks? There are other instances where everyone goes, no one just takes right, the Right, they worst. all rolled them, though. They didn't wait to say, hey, Johnny, did you pass your perception check? Let me roll mine to here. It is we should just always enemies. just all do our own That's perception That's the thing. Checks. It's like everybody should always roll your own perception this, a, would be like, this would be like a burning wheel thing, where it's just like one of your habits is just right. like always roll, you know, perceives. Like yeah, and Order of the Amber Die had what they called door procedures. And it was decided yeah. on with the GM ahead of time. And it was a series of roles that specific characters did in a specific order. And it was always assumed to be done. And everybody just did, did their oh, roles. I like that. So it was never like, oh, you didn't check that time. And it was trapped. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they always assume that, like, this person checks and this person checks every time. And this person opens every time. You know? I love their practices. Yeah. yeah. We got to get them in here. Well, that's, it's, it's what you get when you don't stop. You know, since you're like 11 years old, yeah, mm-hmm. and and you all you do is pre-written modules. So it's just like yeah. they're like, this is how it works best to run with pre-written systems like D and D and Pathfinder. Yeah, they're true experts at tactics. Yeah, absolutely. And like door tactics, everybody can agree are so the weight of of how important they are to like the livelihood of the party versus how onerous they can be to go through and do is like you need to have a system in place so everybody thinks it's fair and sometimes you can fail but like you don't get screwed by a technicality well that's why it's important to play with other uh gms and something we don't do a lot i play we play with i would love kid rice but you've booked us up (laughs) for all our possible gameplay (laughs) no but like we don't like playing with strangers uh i don't want to speak for everybody it's like i know it's not my favorite thing and some of ours but like you You learn like being around strangers well There's a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely the pandemic. that changed that. That's, that's, that's why. He I was never like that before the pandemic. pandemic. No. <laughs> no, I've talked about, like, I, I played a lot before I met you guys, but I never really enjoyed it as much as I did until I started playing with you guys. I know, I know. I feel the same way. Um, it is nice, though, to see other people's styles, because you're like, wow, I never thought of doing perception checks like that, or I never thought of uh, revealing information in that way. Um, so if you're out there, I highly suggest you play with lots of different groups. In the meantime, what does this group want to do? I'll show you, Baron, if you go to explore that uh, secret door here, that it basically, there's a hallway behind it that leads all the way to a steel ladder. And this is leading into the same area as the fire pit ladder. So they really kind of put a lot of secret crap in this one little shaft of this castle shut your mouth um uh, sorry real quick only talking about chefs talking about the chef sorry before we get into it real quick uh healing 
Yeah. Um, I also have a wand. Of no, you're fine. Charge ahead. Uh, I'm <laughs> gonna. I'm gonna fire off one uh, channel positive, just to since it can heal all of us, and that's for 35. Thank you. So a quick 35, but then I'm still down enough that I would love some wand hits. Uh, I also need to rest. I'm like my spell situation is getting perilously low. If you need to rest, we don't need to use any one slots. I can heal everybody up. I think I would appreciate a rest. But a I rest. mean, like, if you want to push forward just to check out, I mean, I can do the ethereal cloak and go up the ladder and see what's going on up there. Let's do that. Aren't you already spent on that? No, that was only like a oh, that's right. Minutes, I think. Ten minutes a day, right? Well, no, that was he, you haven't used it today. Yeah. Um,. So if you want to do that, but then I'm, I'm like, I'm really down on, especially like my... Why don't we just rest? Because there's no need for you to like get caught in some... There were ethereal creatures in this castle. There's no need for you to get caught in a really bad situation. Well, if we do it now, I, I won't... I can have the ethereal cloak for tomorrow. Right. Yeah, I know. But if you get caught in a weird situation, someone that can see ethereal or someone that... And you don't have spells to fight. I mean, that's I have, up to you. But. I have a couple spells, but I, I'm not up to go into another one of those combats. Enough to escape. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's let uh, Metro. <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom. Let me know how it all works out. <laughs> all right. I will cast fly on myself and use my ethereal cloak, and I'll fly up the ladder. Joe, do you think fly that's a good idea? Joe, your thoughts on Joe? Joe, your thoughts. Light. Joe okay. <laughs> he just turned around <laughs> at the door of the bathroom and gave us a double thumbs up. <laughs> Big ass ladder, just like the last one. It would be a climb checks if you were going to climb it, but instead you are flying on the ethereal plane up. Look at me way up high. Just a ladder. <laughs> I'm, getting all, I'm getting all kinds of musical theater references in this episode. God damn it. Question. Yes, it's from, it is from Peter Pan. When you're on the ethereal plane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll perform it at your child's birthday party. Yes, if you pay uh, for the flying by four, I will get in the harness and do all the original <laughs> choreography. <laughs> When you're on the ethereal plane, <laughs> do you have to cast fly? Can't you just move in any direction? There's no gravity in the ethereal plane, right? Is there no gravity uh, in the ethereal plane? Couldn't you just go in the ethereal plane and just be like... <sighs> I don't know, actually. I don't know if you can like propel yourself unless... Yeah, I don't know how that works. Ethereal plane, Nethys... <laughs> The seat of emotional forces, misshrouded home of haunts and horrors, the ever-present doorway between the worlds of the inner sphere. Skip to the end. I yeah. know. What, you're going to read the whole <laughs> explanation of the ethereal plane, even if we don't know it has the answer? Uh, a quick control F shows nothing about gravity. It's a, a traveler in the ethereal plane experiences the real world as if the world were an insubstantial ghost that can move through solid objects without being seen in the real world. So it doesn't say anything. It stands about to reason. Flying, you still move the same way. But I still have to walk. So if I cast fly, yeah. I can go through all kinds of ceilings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You fly up there. You get to the top, and you see a hallway that looks just like the hallway that led to the bottom of the shaft. You continue out. Yeah. You walk out, and you enter. How far up was it? Like to based on. Because we've same, been to a bunch of these floors. Yeah, so. same distance um, between uh, the floor with the orcs and the floor with the fire giants. Okay. Okay. So you walk out, and as you get to the end of the hallway, the space that you walk into suddenly appears like there are no walls or ceiling. And even when you look back... There's no wall there. You just see the 
hole in the, the open sky leading to where the secret door is. And you look all around you, up, down, to the left, to the right, and it's just wide open space of sky. In the middle of this huge area, you see two cloud-shaped lanterns hanging in the middle of the space, casting light. Of course, all this is black and white, so it's black and white clouds. It's black and white light coming out of these. Looks like in the distance, there is a break in this with stairs leading further up. It's very, very strange because you feel like it's a room, but everywhere you look, open sky on five sides. And, and there is stone there, beneath your feet. Stone, so, oh, so stone beneath my feet. So yeah, I didn't, you're not floating, free floating. Yeah. Got it. I'll, I'll keep travel flying on the ethereal plane and go up the stairs. To the next level? Yeah. I mean, I'm flying. I'm flying. I can move pretty fast. Okay. Um, Look at me, way up high. Flying. All flying. Right. So you're moving across. How much time do you have? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. All right. So you're taking all this in, and you keep going up. Yeah. I wonder if this is like the is this is like the cloud engineers uh like Vader's regeneration chamber. Yeah, yeah. It's where they came to just like sit and process and yeah. meditate. You keep going up and it is a long, long staircase. So you realize when you get to the top, you're not gonna have much time, you gotta turn around and get back down unless you want to come off of the ethereal plane at any point. Okay. So you keep going up, and eventually at the top of the staircase, it opens on to a sentry turret and you look out and you see that this turret rises high above the castle's roof and you look below and it looks like there's a a hanging garden or something over the edge and inside of the turret is a giant sized stool and a silver bell hanging from a hook in the ceiling there's a single arrow loop that looks out on the sky Arrow loop? Arrow What is a loop? Arrow loop. So it's a slit you can fire an arrow from, from a castle, right? Yeah. Looks out on the sky below, and through the arrow loop you see a hanging garden below. Hmm. And then a long walkway. West. Go down the walkway. I go down the walkway. You're running out of time. Okay. You go down the walkway, and... There's a set of steps that goes up and starts to turn. Okay. I keep going. Keep going? Yeah. Okay. You keep walking and you realize if you go any further, you will come off the ethereal plane on your way back. Okay. Okay. So you keep walking and eventually uh, another long walkway. You know what? I'm just going to take you to the map. Ooh. Yeah, because I'm having a hard time putting this together in my head space. The bell is really interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Is it a warning bell? Is it like a magical chime? Do you have detect magic? Can you just detect magic on the bell? I don't know if I can detect it from the ethereal plane, though. You should, right? Magic exists in every plane, bro. <laughs> Stop being weird. <laughs> can I take six seconds? Um, could I have taken six seconds to detect magic on the bell? Sure. I detect magic. On the way, I took detect magic on the bell. Joe insists that magic exists on the ethereal plane. 
bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to walk you through this here. I didn't think you'd just keep exploring, but I want to show you um, what you see. So, first, the room with sky surrounding. You see? Obviously, I can't change this to black and white, but you see it's a huge room with those two lanterns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cloud lanterns floating and sky surrounding it everywhere except uh, on the far end of the room with a staircase leading up. Um, What I didn't mention uh, is that when you get to the staircase and you look back, there's another hallway that goes and ends at a door leading north. That seems to be the only two exits from this room with the exception of the ladder. So you walk up the stairs. Let's go to another map. Fly. fly. Excuse me. You fly up the stairs. And when you do, you arrive where I'm pinging here in this small little sentry turret. Okay? That's the bell. That is the bell. And that overlooks a uh, enormous courtyard below, which, you know, this is kind of fun. I wasn't going to do this, but I think it'll be fun for you. I will reveal uh, sort of the bird's eye view. Of the Hanging Gardens? Of the Hanging Gardens. Ooh. I'm excited for the Hanging Gardens yeah. since we heard about <laughs> I've really been looking forward to the hell. Oh, my Whoa. Oh, beautiful yes. trees. Isn't that cool? That is it's very cool. cool. Uh, so you can uh, get a, a quick glimpse of it, and actually from this angle, it looks like you're in an ethereal haze. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, man. This is like Dark Souls. Like when you get to the higher tiers... You look down at the places you were. They they put like that fade effect on it, yeah. you know. So it like it's through like a almost like a cloudy haze. That's right. Yeah, the sort of like atmospheric haze. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, to show the distance. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. This map is is a beast. And then detect magic on the bell. Ah, yes, detect magic on the bell in the sentry turret. Yeah, maybe you just gonna go like, ping, and inside it's like, yeah, yeah, the klaxons. <laughs> He's going to be like, it's not magical. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Waste of time. Just the bell room. (laughs) Oh, this is where we keep our mundane bell with no special attributes. (laughs) (laughs) We have someone standing here with the mundane bell and watching for the hanging gardens. And when when the trees begin to flower, we ring the bell. It's not magical. Really? Uh, wow. Damn it. You walk along. It's the, fruit, it's the tree flower bell. <laughs> you keep walking along here, and you go up this little circular staircase that leads to another long walkway that ends in another, uh, you know, sort of sentry station that looks like it's been turned into a stable. There's an enormous archway at the end of the arc, uh, the hallway that leads into this uh, circular room that is completely open to the sky on the southwestern portion and the floor is almost completely occupied by two huge bird nests made oh. of tree trunks and and twisted interwoven branches what all right i've seen enough i go back yeah man there are so many imposters in this place yeah. weird like they have got a get their house in order. I know. <laughs> There's also, you see, uh, half of the ceiling overhead is open to a mezzanine above, and there's two steel poles extending upward to an overhanging ledge above. Oh, well, for one last thing, I'll just fly straight up to take a peek. <laughs> oh, this guy in his Dude, peaks. you are getting really far away. Pushing it. It's another 60 feet. That's one. That's six seconds. 
Uh, you go uh, up again, and you see a small ledge, um, and it's like a, a half floor because uh-huh. the rest of it is opening up to look down on the uh, the nest below. Uh, and there are four hooks up on this ledge with gigantic saddles attack. Oh, dragon riding. Fucking saddles. Yeah. Or some sort of giant bird. Or giant bird. All right. Metro will now make her way back down. And when she gets to the point at which she th- like she knows that she's about to be to about to enter the material plane once more, mm-hmm. she will dimension door herself back to the ladder. Okay, and so you get back, dear friends. What was it like? I tell them all. What did you the, see? The hanging gardens were quite beautiful. Oh. Hanging gardens. It's they been have, so long since I've seen them. And they have a bell. I didn't, I wasn't quite able to ascertain what the purpose of the bell was, but I think. You ring it when the trees begin to, b- to flower and will soon bear fruit. No. What would you think? I don't know. Just someone who likes bells. It, I mean, it was a single bell. Like, it's not like the handbells. Maybe they just started them. liking bells and they're building the a collection. collection. You, you've got to start somewhere. You're absolutely right. It could have been the first of a collection. That's what it is. Nailed did, it. Did you ring the bell? Of course not. Oh, I never ring another person's bell. Bells do not ring on the ethereal plane, Sheriff. Oh, I have much to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great, so we're going to rest? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately rest. Immediately rest. Where do you go? Back down. Back to to God's room? Yeah. Were we were we sleeping in the spider's nest that we blocked off with the building liar? No. I think we did once, but we're sleeping in the, the... God's room? God's room. God's plan. All right, so you go all the way back down to the first floor. Through the fireplace. Through the fireplace. Yeah. Take the, the shortcut, and you get back down there, and you rest. You wake up eight hours later, or maybe longer, because you need to take turns watching out for each other. Make sure nobody comes in. I'm assuming we heal up and do all that. Yeah, healing up won't be an issue. Do all that stuff. And what do you want to do? You've got a lot of different options. There's one door off of the sunrise room leading unknown set of double doors off of the sunrise room leading back out to the entrance and the battlements and then a set of double doors leading out of the sunset room to the south and to the east single single sunrise south That sounds like my hotel accommodations. (laughs) The single in the Sunrise South, please. Uh, Two nights. Um, These saddles you saw, Metra, uh, are they easily reachable by us? Or we require to fly to reach them? It's a fair distance away, but I didn't. I can't encounter a single creature on in my path. Well, on the ethereal plane. Well, I could have. Seen, I see the creatures that are on the material plane. It's true. Not in Troy's world. Oh yeah, uh, not the ethereal plane creatures. I didn't see any ethereal plane creatures. I just wonder if it may not throw a wrench into their plans. To simply throw the saddles overboard. It's not a bad idea. If there's no saddle to ride and you're not properly trained, your mount will not be such so smooth a ride. 
Yes, it may at least make their ride uh, more difficult and onerous. But you're a trained rider. How, how would you fare on top of Lexington? Do you, are you wearing a saddle on top of Lexington? Always, man. Yeah. How's Lexington? Not so well, that? Sheriff. I think you'd be surprised at how difficult it is without proper training. Mm. Uh, also, there are a great deal... There are a great many magical saddles in the world that help you far beyond what I have here. They also might You be- did detect magic on the saddles. Of course I did. And? Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're postulating that these saddles might be used on flying creatures, they might be even more necessary for the rider in case it were to go upside down or have any other type of aerial maneuver. They might even fall off. It might be impossible to do what they want to do on those mounts. That's, That's what I'm saying, idea, Will. If there is uh, some sort of way to do this tactically without being seen or without putting yourself in too much danger... Or I could do it if you'd cast me, cast fly on me. Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't know. Why don't we do sunrise single south? Yeah, do that. Because I, I just don't feel like sabotaging saddles is maybe a <laughs> priority. But I'm not the tactical genius that you lot are. So I, def- I also don't I defer, believe it's you know. more than a few minute enterprise. It'd yeah, it would take a lot. Take us past like that bell. All, all kinds of things that no, I don't know it is. So. Why don't we do it before we go to bed tonight? Yeah, let's it'll, do that later. I'll hold you to that, Metra. Yeah, I'll give you the. I'll, I'll lend you my cloak, and I'll cast fly on you. And for a nightcap, you can go. Yeah, sap, uh, like throw uh, the saddles. Off, not like after tea, but before like supper. I hate to it. say this, but this saddle mission feels like the botanical gardens on the last vacation I went on. We kept on putting it off and putting it off. And then it never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Exactly. (laughs) We'll never see the hanging gardens if we don't commit to doing it. We can always do the saddle sabotage next trip. Isn't that always the way? You live in the flying castle your entire life and you never see (laughs) the hanging gardens. Unless someone comes to visit and then... Let's just go through the single door. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Baron will do the perception check at the door this time. As will I, Nestor. As will I, Metra. I will not. <laughs> I don't stand for such things. Baron I'm- concentrating on things happening on the other side of the door. Maybe Nestor's more focusing on his trapsy-wapsies. Um, yes, I-, I will listen through the door, not look for traps, and I roll a 40. I rolled a 40. <gasps> I rolled a 40. I rolled a 40 against traps. What? Wow. No traps and you hear nothing and it looks unlocked. Well, I had fun because we all rolled the 40. That was a fun moment. Yeah. Yeah. A real high point in the history of the show. Yes. Uh, it's never happened before, I don't think. No, I'm sure it hasn't. Three people rolling 40s at the exact same time? Like it's happened ever. Yeah, but numbers don't mean anything, Matthew. Let's just open the door. Yep. You open the door. And you see a room. Ooh. Small room. Little door leading to the west. Another one of those. That's the east. Excuse me, the east. Thank you. <laughs> Another one of those triangular alcoves looking out, perhaps, on the Hanging Gardens. Is it? Perhaps. Which makes you think now that the double set of doors off of the oh. main entrance that only you, Metra, saw on the ethereal plane probably lead to the hanging gardens we could visit but now we know that people have good lines of sight on us in that garden from up high it's true in this room however it's a little bit different 
The walls of the room are lined with decorative wooden panels that you would think it would enhance the acoustics of this room, perhaps for use for meetings back in the day when this was Zephyr Hall. There's a large round table surrounded by eight padded, high-backed chairs. And this is like Jack and the Beanstalk size. Like, Hmm. if you wanted to get to the table, you'd have to climb on the chairs to get up to the top of the table. And you might want to do that. Because atop the table, you see a faintly luminous glass globe. Oh! And we'll see. We will definitely see you next week. Give me that globe! Oh, that's so cool. Give me that. Throw a cover over it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So cool! Globe. Globe. Love the globe. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 